Throughout history, there have been folk tales and stories passed down through the generations, scaring men, women, and children alike. Some taught lessons on the importance of having morals, while others are based more on truth than fiction. This is Prestigious Minds Scaretober Special. Subscribe for free on your podcast player of choice by following the link below. How's it going, Jeremiah? Well, it was going pretty well until I discovered I suck at accents of almost every kind but the southern kind. I mean, no offense, but you were really good at southern accents, really bad at everything else. But you know what? We're going to work through it today, aren't we? We're going to have a little practice on a wonderful story about two children lost in the woods, abandoned by their parents. What's the name of this dear story there, Rob? Well, this story goes by the name of Hansel and Gretel. You ever heard of it, Jeremiah? I have. It is a pretty popular fairy tale. I know that it has something to do with the gingerbread house and cakes and sugar. Yeah, there's actually a, a story, like a movie about Hansel and Gretel. Oh, it just came out. It just came out last year, I think. It's actually oh, wow. supposed to be a real scary version of it. Oh, though. really? I was thinking yeah. the one where it had uh, the guy that played Hawkeye in, in the Marvel movie, cinematic movies universe. He had diabetes in that odd, odd okay, story. Okay. But, yeah. yeah, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, look it up sometimes. Guy okay. from Hawkeye, Hansel and Gretel. It's uh, Don't do that. That's a horrible idea. Okay, so let's, uh, let's jump into this. The fairy tale of Hansel and Gretel. Narrated by yours truly. In the forest once lived a woodcutter and his wife and two children. The children's name were Hansel and Gretel. The man had seen little work, and there was a famine in the land, even though they rationed their food daily. It was not enough. Then one night, the woodcutter had come home, put the children to bed, and his wife came to him and proposed a solution to their dire situation. Maybe we should take the children off in the forest and leave them one last piece of bread so that we may not starve. The man strongly opposed. How could you leave my children alone in the forest? <laughs> they will be torn apart from the wild beast in the wood. Barely understanding each other, she would still <laughs> not rest her voice until he conceded. Having been worn down... And starving himself, he reluctantly agreed to the plan. The next morning, they were to lead the children into the forest, giving them one piece of bread each. Light a big fire and tell the children, Stay by the fire and rest and we will chop wood. When we are finished, we will fetch you. Now Hansel and Gretel, now when their stepmother was plotting this, Hansel and Gretel were not asleep. And they overheard the entire plot. Gretel began to weep bitterly, saying, with tears in her eyes, Now all is over for us, Hansel said. Shh, Gretel, do not worry. I'll find a way to help us. Thinking quickly, he put on his little coat and crept open the door below and went outside. The white pebbles in front of the house shone like bright silver in the moonlight. He picked up several pebbles filled his pockets, and he went back to Gretel. Don't worry, dear sister, and sleep with peace, for God will not forsake us. 
When dawn came the following morning, the wife awoke the children, saying, Wake up, you sluggards! We must go collect firewood! They all set out together through the forest, but on the way out the door, as they were walking, Hansel turned and looks back towards the house. His father asks, Son, why are you dumping for... What are you looking at? Hansel responded to his very Indian-sounding father. Father, I'm looking up a little white cat, which is on the roof, uh, you can see, and, uh, and I want to say goodbye to it. The wife says, Fool, that was no white cat. That could be the sun shining on the chimneys. In fact, Hansel had actually been dropping the pebbles that he collected earlier and was looking at them to make sure that they were still there as they walked. They made their way to the middle of the forest. The wife tells Hansel and Gretel to gather firewood, that their father would make a fire. Then she said, Wait here, one and rest while your father and I cut some firewood. We will come back and get you when we are finished. The children sat next to the fire and shared their pieces of bread as they were hungry before dozing off to sleep. When they awoke, it was dark. They started heard chopping. Damn it. They started chopping. They just started chopping, man. They just started fucking chopping. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. One more time. Okay. I'm a little too buzzed. I know. Alright, just tell me where to go. You're good, man. When they awoke, it was dark, and they still heard chopping. They began to walk towards the sound of the axe, but when they got close, they saw it was a branch tied to the back of a tree, thumping in the wind against the trunk. They knew they'd been fooled. Bum bum bum. Following the pebbles that they had laid earlier, they finally found their way back home by daybreak. And Hansel knocked on the door, and the wife answered, shocked. She said, Oh, my poor children, why have you slept in the wood? I thought you were never coming back. Time passed again, and they were still in a great famine. And the wife proposed that they take the children in the middle of the forest and leave them there again. Because that worked out so well the first time. The father greatly opposed this. He had a heavy heart from the last time. The last night, Hansel and Gretel overheard their stepmother talking about them taking them to the forest again. Gretel cried and Hansel said, Don't worry, we'll find our way back for us, for God has not forsaken us. But this time the door was locked. He could not go outside and get pebbles. Instead, the next morning when they were leaving, he took a piece of bread and crumbled it up and began leaving a trail. He stopped looking back and his father asked, Hansel, Hansel, what may it be that you are stopping for? Hansel replied, I'm looking back at a little pigeon sitting on the roof and want to say goodbye to me, the wife said. Sell a child that is oh, not your little pigeon. That is the sun shining on the chimney. They made it back to the middle of the forest where their father made a fire and Hansel and Gretel fell asleep yet again. Walking at dusk, they tried to find their way back home, but they could not find it as the crumbs had been eaten up by many animals. I mean, wouldn't you think they would be eaten? I mean, who would leave breadcrumbs around? I mean, birds love freaking I would. Bread. I would. Great idea. Just saying. Okay. So wandering around for three days, they saw a beautiful white bird. The bird flew and led them to a house in the woods. Sweet and savory smells came from the house. And the house itself was made. What they saw was gingerbread covered in cakes. And the windows were made of 
clear sugar. The door to the house slowly crept open, and the old, rather aged woman cried, Food nibbling in my little house. <laughs> and the children answered, The wind, the wind, the heaven-born wind. They continued eating, and the door suddenly burst outside. In they continued eating, and the door suddenly burst outside. Initially, Hansel and Gretel were terrified, but she nodded, saying, Oh, the children who brought you here. Please come in. Stay with me, and no harm will come to you. Thinking to herself, these children will be ripe to eat in a few weeks. The old woman was actually a witch who really liked mustard and biscuit for someone who lived in a gingerbread house. Mm-hmm. She had red eyes and could not see very far, but she had a nose on her who could sniff any, outsniff any veteran hound dog. Surprisingly, she also had a lawnmower blade. Some would call it a sling blade. After a few days of the children thinking they were in heaven with all the delicious food, the witch made up her mind which one she would eat. Hansel. So she took Hansel and locked him in the stable outside, feeding him rich food to fatten him up. Grandel, on the other hand, was made to eat crab shells and scraps, while also slaving away for the witch. Mm -hmm. When the witch wanted to check and see if Hansel was ready, she asked, Hansel, stick out your finger, mm. so that I might feel it. Mm. Hansel grabbed a bone in the stable and stuck it out. She could not see very well, therefore she thought it was he was much too thin. This went on for four weeks until the witch decided she was done waiting. The witch told the girl, Now go then, Gretel, and stir yourself and bring some water. Lions will be fat and lean. Tomorrow I will kill and cook him with that lawnmower blade. Gretel did lament as she fetched some water, crying, Dear God, do help us. If the wild beasts of the forest had but devoured us, we should at any rate have died together. The cannibalistic witch started warming up the oven. When Gretel came back with the water that she asked, the witch said, Well, be first, some mustard biscuits. I've kneaded the dough. Please do creep in and check, make sure oven's ready. I'll make sure it's right and toasty for you. The girl, sensing the trick that the witch wished to play on her, responded, Do not know how I am to do it. How do I get in? The witch said, Still a goose. The door is plenty big enough. You bet there you lie more blades and that son gun, you know? Just look at here. I'm a self to fit. As she crept up, putting her head into the oven, seeing this great opportunity, Gretel, Gretel gave her a shove and threw her in the oven and closed the door with a latch. Burning to ash, the witch's howls and screams could be heard coming into the house. Gretel ran away quickly and gathered her brother Hansel. Hansel, we are saved. The old witch is dead. Together they went through the house to see what they might find. In the corner, there were two large standing vases. Vases. When they peered inside, they see glittering jewels and pearls. These are far better than the white pebbles, Hansel said. 
they both stuff their pockets full and heading out to find their dad's house. Pum, 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 pum. Walking for two hours, they came to a great river that they may not have hope of crossing. I see no plank for crossing. We cannot cross without a bridge, said Hansel. <clears throat> Rettle, looking up the river, said, Look, there is a white duck swimming over there. I ask her. She will help us over. Then Gretel cried out, Little duck, little duck, dost thou see? Hansel and Gretel are waiting for thee. There's never a plank or bridge in sight. Take us across on the back so white. The duck swam over and gave them a ride across the water individually. I mean, this was because, you know, um, Hansel was a chonky little fellow at this point. So together they continued walking for a short time often taking breaks for obvious reasons. I mean, at this point, Hansel has diabetes. Together they continued walking, but not after a short time, they saw smoke from the chimney that they had been looking for. It was the house? They had finally made it. They ran as fast as they could to the house. After knocking on the door, their father answered. He had not known a happy hour since leaving them, but now his wife was dead and his children were back. Gretel began emptying her pockets and the jewels and pearls came spilling out. And with no worry over famine ever again, they lived happily ever after in perfect happiness. So, Jeremiah, what did you think? Uh, what did you think about that story? I thought that the recording process was very difficult and so was the editing. You know so we're going to reiterate from the beginning of this that Jeremiah cannot do an accent. I can barely do one, but and, he's and, on another level. And Rob can't see, but every other word apparently right now. So keep him in your thoughts and prayers. That has zero to do with how much I've had to drink. A hundred percent to do with the fact that we've reshot like five different portions. Right. So this one is a little goofy. I mean, most of them have been a little goofy, but... This one's, like, actually goofy, though. Like, when you're talking about the story itself, like... You read it in the backstory, there's not really a good origin story for it. Right. I mean, just the whole aspect of the the house made of... The house made of candy and, and all that, and the wife... Okay, at the end, the wife just being dead... And you don't know, is it famine? Was she the witch? Who knows? Yeah, when you read the different versions of the story, like maybe from Grimm and whatnot, like that's just what says you. Like, we really do not know. Um, I mean, maybe this was just a whimsical story that was supposed to I think, make light of famine or some, something like that. I don't know if you can... I don't think it makes light of famine. I think it... I think this was more of a grim-based like family tale they got told because when you look it up, it talks about how Wilhelm, which is one of the brothers, it was like his future wife, Dorchen Wild, and partly from other sources is where they sourced this story. And then apparently in the original personal copy from one of the Grimm's brothers, there's a handwritten note in 1813 where it describes like the wind like verse in German, it says "Der Wind, Der Wind, Das Himmelliche Kind." You want to do that? <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> Leave that in one hundred percent. I mean, that's as good as I can get. 
I don't know how to pronounce that. I do not speak German. As uh, Rob had stated earlier, I can't German. I cannot do a German accent to save my life. Right. I mean, this is, this is a funny story. It's it's funny. It was actually really funny to record and funny it, to go over. The the actual story is not funny. It's a, it's very tragic. A stepmother that hates her own stepchildren is willing to save her own hide and abandon her children. You could at least like eat them. Right. I mean. Well, yeah. That may I mean, if it's a plane the origin, that may be the origins of the witch, right? Like, okay. That would, oh, so it's, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, when plane wrecks happen in the Andes, how do you survive? Cannibalism. Right. Uh, 1970s soccer team, ring a bell. I thought it was a rugby team. Could be. Could be. But, uh, you know, I think this is going to wrap up the Hansel and Gretel story. I hope you found it as fascinating and hilarious to listen to as we did record. And there was a lot of painstaking effort in um, editing this episode. Oh yeah, I can only only be so envious of you, Jeremiah. Once again, this has been the Scaretober episode of... Prestigious Minds. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prestigious Minds. That concludes today's episode. If you've enjoyed the show, let us know how we can improve by leaving us a review on Apple Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at PMindsPod. And go give us a follow over there where we discuss and share photographs, videos, and anything visual related to the podcast. And thank you for listening to Prestigious Minds. <laughs>